Fascinating, interesting, nubile, young body, fresh mm. to the world. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. And I love you so much, <laughs> dear listener. When I think about you, my brain goes quiet. <laughs> There's nothing there. There's nothing to say except I love you. Did you watch that Netflix show, You? <gasps> With Reese Witherspoon? No, with Renee Zellweger. <laughs> what? No. No. What's the one Reese. where Renee Zellweger pays the woman like heaps of money to sleep with her husband? I love that movie. Big Little Lies. TV or whatever. show. That one. No. Anyway, you did you watch that one? <laughs> oh, is that with Penn Badgley where he's a serial killer? Yeah. No, I his name Penn Badgley. Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I would never have guessed. Oh, pen. Pen with like two N's? Pig pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like pen. He's very handsome. He is. He's pointy. only getting more handsome. And you know handsome. what? He's, got a, he's a podcastress as well. He is. Not as good as us. Obviously. You're not. obviously listening to us and <laughs> he, not Pen Badgley right yeah, now. Yeah, good work, Pen, but try to keep up. Now, I do have to offer a quick apology to our listeners. <gasps> I've been told off twice. <gasps> I've been told off twice for Rebecca Black. Like slander, slander. Yeah. So I'm sorry to those of you who um who feel that way, and I will endeavor to enrich myself as a human being, and <laughs> and and over the weeks, hopefully, I will um you know come to love her as you do. I think I got a message about you not liking her as well. So I got yeah. Three. <laughs> there was someone who's like, I might not be able to listen to this podcast anymore because I thought you were allies. What was the argument? That she's a fab. Queen, mama. Okay. <laughs> What's any argument. gay argument? When has a gay person ever made an argument? Sometimes I listen back to this show and we'll just be like, I don't know. Kettles are kind of cunty, don't you think? And you're like, yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that checks out. This is why gay people aren't allowed to be lawyers. <laughs> We're like, I don't know. She's just kind of serving. She doesn't deserve to go to prison for killing her husband. Look at those shoes. And they'd be like, case dismissed. <laughs> I would, oh, I'd love one of those little hammers. A gavel? Yeah. Gavel round. I do love a um, rubber mallet. Oh, you know, you really do. And you never seem to have one on hand, but you're always like, we need a rubber mallet for this job. It does. It does everything. I have secured my one at home. Finally. But I have two at work. Mm. Oh, they're just the best. Well, to a man with a rubber mallet, everything seems like a nail. Um, What do you hit with a rubber mallet? A tent peg. 
Welcome to Death to Everyone. Hello, you're back again, <laughs> or this is your first time. Hmm. This is a podcast hosted by two celestial beings in outer space. My name is Zelda Moon. And I'm Lazy Suzanne. We're your celestial goddesses at the end of time, and we're here to cast our judgment across everything that humanity has put forward. Mm. And say, I like this thing, I don't like that thing. Kind of like an encyclopedia dramatica. <gasps> and we are giving what is going to the bunker... For the end of time. What was that program? What? In the 90s. Encyclopedia. There was like an encyclopedia CD-ROM. Britannica. Yeah, yeah. Right. That. What purpose was that? It was like before you could. um Before Wikipedia. Yeah. Before Wikipedia. Wow. I did have it. Yeah. I mean, it was just like we used to have encyclopedias. Yeah. Right. What a time. You'd yeah. get three sentences on like the Great War and that was it. All those lives lost, only to be cut down to a little boop, boop. Wow. I had hoped you had said the Great Wall, and we were going to talk about that again. That's well, okay. we cut out the conversation I about know, the Great Wall of China. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> how are you, sister? I'm good. I'm now entering December mode. I'm ready for December, which is a fantastic time of year. There's no longer an expectation. It's like the 1130 at night of uh, months of the year. Because no one can call you in December, mm. no one can expect anything of you in December, mm. and no one's shocked when you're drunk in December. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Just like 11.30. Like 11.30 But night. everybody wants to fuck. Everyone's fucking in December. At 11.30, Have yeah. you been fucked in December? I have. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great time. I'm so, And it's like a half month because then you're going to Christmas. Come the 15th, it's all over. Come and the time- 15th. That's what you said when you were getting fucked in December. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pretty much up until like even New Year's. It's like New Year's really runs until like the 10th of January. Oh, yes. No. It's like that's a blackout period. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a good time. Mm. Is it? I love it. I mean, okay, so I've been saying this a lot because I really enjoy the company of my family. Mm. And every it's usually like the, one of the times that me and my sister get to spend an extended period of time together mm. where we're both not stressed about anything and mm. we can just sit down and watch, you know, shit on TV. Yeah. And then hang out with our dad, who's also mm. fabulous, future guest of the pod. Mm. And um, we'll watch movies together. And then the extended family will all watch movies and hang out and yeah, do things yeah. and eat food. And as I'm saying this to people, they're like, I sit in a darkened room with my stepmother, Luann, and she puts lit cigarettes out on me and mm. then says that I gained weight during the year. And yeah. that seems to be a lot of people's, people's experience. Christmas experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lucky for you. Yes. <laughs> I yes. say that as if I don't also enjoy my family's company. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly um, that. So, yeah. To the people who are going to have a shit time, I'm so sorry. Perhaps mm. you'd like to listen to an album by Rebecca Black to soothe <laughs> that pain. <laughs> Shall we have a break and then get into our first Well, what's the apocalypse today? Oh, my God. Lazy Susan, won't you please tell us what the apocalypse is for today? Yes. <laughs> my apocalypse yeah. is a solar flare. You know, the sun occasionally puts out solar flares. Yeah. And that, it like, and burns off the outer layers of the atmosphere yeah thus it's it exposes everyone on earth to the um radiation in space <gasps> that we are normally protected by mm. and as a result 
everyone dies very quickly of radiation. So not the not the flame whip, but the um, yeah. It's not really yeah. That's not really how it works. Zelda. It's not really a flame. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the sun is not fire. Okay. You know. Okay. Um. Anyway, so then <laughs> instead of that, yeah, it just just and then satellites are falling out of the sky. Oh. And so a lot of people do die because of the radiation, but some people die as well because of like Elon Musk's Starlink and the falling space station. Elon Musk Starlink. You know Starlink? No. SpaceX? No. Elon Musk has, has a space company to go into space. Oh, for the riches. For the riches. And, yeah. and he has sent up some satellites into orbit around oh. Earth. And he calls it Starlink. And he can provide Wi-Fi to anyone in the world. <laughs> I have to say, Starlink is a really great name. Well, it's the mixed bag that is... Is Elon Musk? Well, you've got Starlink, great. SpaceX, quite, quite theatrical. Mm. And then X, shit, embarrassing. What would you have called Twitter? Twitter. No. What? What's your other backup? No. We have to change the name. What are we calling it? Twitter two point oh. See, this is the issue. You would have been there, being like, let's call it Twitter two. Why do they have to change the name? They didn't have to change the name. No, they didn't. But, you know, like in a hypo- we're entertaining a hypothetical scenario. Oh, I don't do those. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to talk about things that aren't real, yeah. to be honest. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of very quick tangent, I promise. I've been playing Super Mario RPG this last week, which is a remake of a... Um, uh, when did it come out? I don't know. Remake of an old um, 64 game, I think. That was like a um, collaborate. Oh no, was it on Super Nintendo? Oh, oh my, my god, god. It doesn't matter. Um, but it was like this collaboration between Nintendo and Square, and it's this RPG where like Mario and Co are, yeah, in um, this little adventure, and it's an RPG, which is so fun. Anyway, I was playing it today, mm. and you get to the Mushroom Kingdom, and there are four houses in the Mushroom Kingdom mm. that are all residential. Oh no, that's a lie. There's two residential. One is an inn, and one is a shop. Mm. That's it. And then there is the castle and I was in the castle and I was in the throne room and I was talking to the chancellor (laughs) and I was like, well, where did you get these drapes Mm. that are like lining the halls? Yeah. Because like I didn't see a weaver out in the town. I didn't see the dye shop by a river. The dye shop? Like where have you established like trade routes to get these fibers here? Because no one in that town is doing this. There's two houses and a shop. How did you get there? How did you get there? Because you must have come along the trade routes. No, I just walked. Yeah, you walked. Yeah, but like, like there's just no world building here. No. Where did these things come from? You know, maybe it's just left, you know, they're like, okay, well, the drapes are coming in from the trade routes. This is a... But they have nothing to trade. They're not generating anything in the Mushroom Kingdom. Honey, mushrooms. (laughs) What? No. It's in the name. No, not even. Mm. It's, you know, and I don't know about that. What about the inn? Well, they, even that, That's the, it's like who built the inn? The mushroom people. No, there's no, there's no carpenters. There's no quarry. Um, there's a lot of stonework here. Let's add a quarry. <sighs> anyway. Mm, <clears throat> magic. <laughs> Magical drapes. Yeah. Magical tiles. Yeah, but I mean, there's no wizard present to um, cast such spells. Anyway, it's fine. I just, I suppose I'll just suspend my... <laughs> Belief. Mm, I wish you would suspend your entire soul. <laughs> From a, I would love. From a rope. 
Um, I would love to do like like in the movies how you're like I was punched by someone strong and now I'm on a rope. And That's sorry, what? You know, like like physical. I effects. was punched by someone. Oh, oh, like how that Harry Potter boy um, was permanently injured. What? That's what the documentary that Daniel Radcliffe is putting out now about the stunt double for Harry Potter that got flung back through a wall. <gasps> Fun, except he hurt himself very badly, and now has a degenerative um, injury that that. He lost uh, the use of his legs and is slowly u- losing the use of his arms. Wow. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. And do you know what the documentary, this is more fucked up, the documentary that Daniel Radcliffe produced about him is called? No, I don't know. The Boy Who Lived. Oh. <laughs> I would. Oh. No. I would like be like, I get it's quite a cute little reference to the book, but um, this is my life. This is my adult human life. How dare you make this a little like... (laughs) Hang on. And the documentary about Daniel or about the guy? About their friendship and about the guy. But he won't... (laughs) No, he's living. Yeah, okay. He lived through the trauma. Right. But... um, Um, That's fucked. I hate that. Yeah. Also, it's a bit turfy. (laughs) Like, aren't you supposed to be distancing yourself from that? Well, listen, he's... the boy who lives. I just, I can't even imagine the conversation where they decided that that was going to be the name of the documentary. That's insane to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's have a break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey, look at us being right back. Hello. <laughs> We've done it. We're back. It's time now for our first category of what will be going into the bump bunker to be saved from the the end of atmosphere. Yes. Um, our first topic for today, dear listener, and I know you've been begging us to talk about it, but here we are finally deciding which bird will be entering the bunker today. Zelda, okay, so <laughs> for those of you who don't know or mm. just learning about my friend Zelda Moon. Oh. Um, because she likes the the ocean. Yeah. She likes dinosaurs. Yeah. She, um, likes collecting little statuettes of the characters from her favorite video games. Yes. And, um, <laughs> she also likes birds. Yeah. And she has a little bird bath or did in her backyard. And when a bird would land, you could be mid conversation <laughs> and she would be like, shh. And then just watch <laughs> the bird in her bird bath. Being yeah. Like, Gaze upon this beauty. <laughs> She's having a little drink, a little bath. Yes. Yeah. Rest assured, I've set it up at the new house. Yeah. And, and it then has been frequented. When we were at your mother's house the other day, mm. she was like, shh. And then she'd seen a bird. <laughs> and so clearly it's a genetic issue. <laughs> wow. Go on. Um, yeah, I, that bird bath is the best investment I've ever made. It is so cute. The maternity ward for the mosquitoes. Get them out there. <laughs> okay. Well, you always find a negative spin on everything I find joy with. <laughs> um, but my favorite bird that used to come and visit at the old place <laughs> was a currawong. <laughs> and she wouldn't show up every off, like, when so often. But when she did, it was like you'd seen a unicorn. Um, and I haven't had 
any you know anything so exciting happen at the new house yet but i have only been there for six days mm. so i'm holding out hope also i don't have as good of a vantage spot on my new birth to view, location so to view the bird get, yeah is it in the backyard then it is but you know what i realized <gasps> yesterday <laughs> is that i i now have a veranda and I could get a little tray for seeds. And I no, could f- don't feed them seeds. No, well, whatever. <laughs> I could feed them something. No, you can't interact with their diet. No, I can. It's. I can buy food. That's it's not correct. It's not good. These are wild animals. Yeah, and <laughs> it's wild times. <laughs> Over at the, the moon residence. Wouldn't it? Oh, because don't feed you know, them. You know how some like <laughs> people make good friends with like a magpie? And yeah. it comes back. I want, I want that. Oh, I just get a dog. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should do that. And anyway, um, I didn't even realize this when we said we would do birds before, but I have a very fresh bird story. <laughs> um, you do, yeah, which was just fucking crazy. So I've just moved house into like an actual factual like four walls house house. <laughs> um, <laughs> just imagine what Zelda's old house might have been. <laughs> Huh. She lived in a conch, a gorgeous <laughs> shell. <laughs> um, and there's a chimney in the lounge room, which has been closed off. And then there's like a disgusting little radiator in front of it, which, you know. You'll learn to love her. I'm going to f- try to cover it up somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might learn to love it when it's cold. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that. Whatever. Then on Thursday, I get home from work. Uh, very briefly, because I'm going out straight away, and I hear a little scritch scratch in my lounge room, and I thought, okay, well, it's a new house. There's new sounds everywhere. I don't know what that could possibly be. Then I'm sitting on the couch, and then in the corner of my eye, I see a little I was like, oh! and I see something run behind the radiator, or at least Ooh. I thought. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a there's mice or rats here. Yeah. Like, okay, well, that's... You know, <laughs> fantasy's can... over now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like turn off the TV and I'm like, well, I didn't have the like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? I turned off the TV. Wait, actually, no, the TV wasn't on. No, I, d- I, I well, I put the TV <laughs> at the side of the room, you see, because it catches the light in the <laughs> afternoon sun. So now I. No, I didn't have to because it was really quick. I was just <laughs> sitting on my phone on the couch. But anyway, Good. I'm glad we got this we part could. of the story. <laughs> Sad. Then uh, I sat really quietly <laughs> to try to entice the animal to think that I had left so it would return to its previous behavior and I could catch a glimpse of my new housemate. We've all played Pokemon Snap. <laughs> and uh, nothing. So then I, and then I did hear another little scratch. So then I like, got a towel and I like whip cracked onto the radiator <laughs> to make some sound to see if I could then hear a. You know, if I was in a small cove and I got hit by a towel, I would go, (laughs) and there was more sound. I was like, okay, well, there's something in there. And then I had to go. So then I left home for like four hours Mm. and I was like, by the time I get back, I think that this will have all just, you know, settled itself and it will be fine. I get home and I open the door really slowly and push it so very quiet. And then I hear a constant scritch scratching from the fucking fireplace. So it's like, okay, well, there's something in there. And then I got the towel again because it was still in the lounge room. And I hit it again. And then, yeah. So there's definitely something in there. And it's like, it's either a rat, a mouse, a snake, 
or a bird. So then, <laughs> I do my thing where I'm standing on the table, just in case it scurries out, um, <laughs> and I'm watching, and then a little bird head peeks out from the back corner. And I'm like, okay, well, it is truly the lesser of all evils. It's a bird. So then I had to, like, unscrew the, the blockage, pull the entire thing off the wall, and then there's this terrified bird that has flown in the top of the chimney and gotten stuck in this like avenue of death. And then I had to wait for it to kind of like re, you know, gain composure, come out towards the light. I closed all the doors and then I just had the front door anyway. And it got out. And so you had the opportunity, I suppose, to become best friends with a bird. And you didn't. Oh, no, no, no. That what? bird will never forget. That you, she'll be back. She'll be back to say thank you. Yeah. And as she flew away. Mm-hmm. Did you like catch like her winking or blowing a little kiss? Um, teardrops flew from its eyes and I caught them. And you were like in my doing hand the and like Jahiro in Spirited Away, like, yes. ah, how cool! Yeah. And like waving her off. That's right. That's nice. Because um, I'd rather you be free and mm, happy yeah. than stay here just for my happiness. No, mm, no. Mm. What will make me happiest is to know that you're living your life well. And that sentence makes me think you might be ready to be a mother. <laughs> but anyway, that's my recent bird story. But Jesus. And the bird story that you just told, it had a lot of detail. Oh. <laughs> that's all. That was the abridged version, darling. <laughs> Who's, who are you gifting with the full unabridged? <laughs> Thank God. Like, if I had a boyfriend, I wouldn't. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do be like that. Though. Yeah, do be like no, that. No, I think like there's a lot of um, men that I can think of that love that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> They're into that. Yeah. Yeah. How many do you know? I know. I just, I think gay men who are geeky about those sorts of things, that's the genre. I like, I, I have very much like enjoyed birds. Um, but I wouldn't like go bird, bird watching or something. You I make them like, come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they just show up in my vicinity, so that's then what I'll bird enjoy watching them. that you're doing is like setting up a tantalizing oasis to trick them. Yeah, so that you can watch them dance around in a little <laughs> pool. I'm. It's actually quite fucked if you think about wow. it. Wow. I also like there were possums at my old place that would drink from that as well. Yeah. So I'm just providing a service, no cost. <laughs> The, just let me local. watch you. <laughs> Why? Why are you saying it like <laughs> well, that? Well, I think if yeah, if you made it about people, if um, you want to anyway. eat some food today, Twink, you come over. I'll watch you eat. <laughs> Ew. That's you. No, that's how you are with the birds, oh with the wildlife. God. That is not and that's, true. I think I just I like wildlife, and I like them where they are. I don't need to see them. <laughs> I also met one of my new neighbors <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And I, I said to him, um, serious question, have you seen any snakes around here? <laughs> and he was like, no. I was like, okay. You're like, good, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, and I've been here for eight years and I've never seen any snakes. I was like, okay, thank you. Not that I don't like snakes. I just don't want them at my house. And I also want to like garden without anxiety. Yeah. Well, there's still plenty of things. Spiders. You live near a river. Oh, I don't Baby care about spiders. Gonna be spiders. Yeah, there was two spiders in my kitchen mm. last night. Who cares? Just hanging out. Spiders are fine. Okay. Anyway. 
What so, birds do you like? Well, I have a <laughs> you know pretty a uh, deep understanding of of birds. Here we go. Love birds. <laughs> um, so I like birds of prey. Mm-hmm. Like at Hillsville Sanctuary. Um. <laughs> That big, thick glove those people get to wear. Oh, yes. I like birds that come with an accessory, like a big, thick glove. Yeah, a gaunter. And then they, like, hold them on the glove, and then they, like, go, go! (gasps) Do you remember that photo of Dita Von Teese in that outfit? No. Oh, it's really Put it on the gram. Yeah, yeah. She's holding a a bird on a glove? She is. Amazing. Uh, Must be a falcon or something. And I did see a lot of eagles in... Mexico flying over the canyons of the desert. Ooh. And that was incredible. And I was like, wow, they are massive. Mm. Um, but to me, the okay, so the list I like hummingbirds, but that feels a bit showy. The hummingbird hobby. And they do stress me out. Like I'm like, what just chill and they can't. Well, their entire body structure is different to other birds. Exactly what I was Ex- gonna say is oh. yeah. <laughs> But that's... Then they're not allowed to stop. Yeah, yeah. They only have enough energy to get more energy. Uh-huh. And if they stop, they die. Mm. That's fucked. Yeah. God. It's tough out there. Yeah. Um, it's like a coked out business person. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, so, yeah, hummingbirds, while they're impressive and they are small, mm-hmm. not, not it, but... And also crows. I hate crows. I'm not into crows. Or ravens. What do we have here? The ones that go, ah, ah, ah. I hate it. Why? Because it makes me think of afternoons playing basketball at primary school. Oh, yeah. No. And they'd be sitting around the bins being like, ah. I'm like, ugh, you are just. And like, maybe it's not their fault. I can't confirm nor deny whether they were invested in me playing basketball. Yeah, they're like putting it on or is it just who they are? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think the ultimate bird, oh. magpie. Oh yeah, because it goes like this, <laughs> and like not those shitty. You know how other like magpies have a weird like booty boo knockoff version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not magpies. Uh-uh. It's black and white, but that ain't a magpie. And people yeah. are like, no, that's a magpie. That's like an American magpie. And like, yeah, you're like, okay, well, it's not really. Well, she's not a magpie. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> She might think she's a magpie, but no. And so the real deal magpie, the Mm -hmm. Australian magpie, which Mm. has the most beautiful song Mm. and is so protective of its bebes Mm. that there's a whole season in Australia where Mm. they just and swoop down on people with their beaks and like attack them. And I like... Um, things that attack Yes Because that's chic yeah. And like it feels like It's doing more than other birds Also like swooping magpie Like there'll be There'll be birds That will like Maybe give you a little Like uh, like oh shit Yeah But magpies won't stop No they And they chase you going I got knocked off my bike As a child by a magpie <gasps> Really? Yeah I was like riding my bicycle And then um, This is up in Near the beach Did it have little tassels On the handlebars? No Did it have little Clinker thinking It had nothing It had no adornments It was a garage sale bike Okay And then I felt this like And then I was like What the fuck was that? And then It was like Stabbing at my helmet (gasps) And then it hit me again And I fully like Flopped Off my bike Sideways And it was It was very painful And I was like Mm. "Ah, 
Well, why were you coming for the magpie's baby? Exactly. I was like, I just threw eggs. And then I looked at my helmet and there was like indent. Oh my God. From where the magpie's beak or like talents had gone. That's amazing. And I was like, you've won my respect today. (laughs) And ever since that moment, I was like, yeah, that's a bird I can fuck with. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, they've got it all. That's great. Mm. There's other birds that we need to just like clear off the list. Mm. So like peacocks. Oh, yeah. I enjoy that they like fly up into a tree to sleep Mm. and then come back down for the rest of the day to just like walk around. Also, they have a great call. Mm. That's kind of like, like, (laughs) (laughs) hello. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Um, But no, like too... Too, too showy. Like, too showy and too, like, predictable. Oh, drag queen likes a peacock? Get yeah, and it is It is upsetting. Like, it's such a millionaire's thing. Mm, mm. Like, Playboy Mansion, we're going to have yeah. peacocks running around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flamingos, same boat. I don't think I understand enough about flamingos to I even... I think it's, like, once it's kind of the Lady Gaga issue that you have. It's, like, your issue is not with the bird, but it's mm, with the fans. Yes. You know, the, like, flamingo fans, it's, like, oh. you need to go away. Like, the, the ornaments and the prints and the... Ugh. And it's so weird that humanity looks at these, like, majestic, insane alien creatures and it's, like... Yes, I'll make a magnet out of you. Mm. You're going to be a great bottle opener one day. Yeah. And it's like, well, great. We've done it again. We oh. made that thing shit. Yeah. Toucans. Also, once again. Yep. These birds all suffer the same fate. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're overexposed. Yeah. They need to have like five years off. Yeah. Where they just like. Oh, more. I think 50. 50. Yeah. 50. Couldn't agree more, actually. Yeah. Oh, emus. Ostriches, emus, Oof. and the queen of all. Mo- the moa. Moa. Which is an extinct bird from New Zealand that was like fucking gigantic and mm. amazing. Mm. Um, and they only went extinct very recently. So there's, you know, there's some chance they're out there somewhere. <gasps> they're not, but imagine if they were. Imagine. They're so cool. I do like those big birds and they do feel like they have a vibe and mm. I like that they're so aggressive. Yeah. But they don't have a nice call. They have a very terrifying call. Mm. If you've ever been like to an emu park. They're like, they've got this like deep bass mm. to their call that's like so frightening. Scary. Yeah. Speaking of New Zealand, the Kiwi, very cute, but obviously not a contender. Um, yeah, I love eagles and like big birds, vultures. <laughs> and big bird. <laughs> big bird. Big bird is my choice. I'm just building up to it. Yeah. Um, only if he's on the Great Wall of China. Um, <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> well. Edit more selectively, I suppose. <laughs> what about pigeons, seagulls? Pigeons, seagulls, no, they're like absolutely not. Also, most of the birds that people call pigeons here are doves, but anyway. Are they? Yeah. I like the ones that get little hair trapped around their foot and then they have a little nubbin foot. Oh, well, I bet. I love that little nubbin foot at the train station. You're like, <laughs> hey, there's nubbins. <laughs> yeah, she's been through a lot, but yeah. she keeps but coming back. But do you know, back. It's, you told me this, didn't you? It's the hair. The yeah. hair from hairdressers, mm. it tangles around their little nubbin feet or their regular feet. Yeah. And then yeah. like they, it cuts off the circulation until yeah. the, the little little toes fall off and then they end up with those little nubbins. And it's because of the hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the only other potential. Where I'm from, in the Dananong Ranges, yeah. there are lyrebirds. Lyrebirds. Which you don't see all the time. And I've only, like, I've seen them, but I've only seen them doing the lyrebird shit mm. once. 
and it was in the depths of lockdown when you were only allowed to like leave your home up to like tw- 10 kilometers. No, no, I didn't. Did it sound like this? Come here, young child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess because there was less people around, there was just more animals everywhere. Liabouts, yeah. And we saw an alio bird doing its full show, mm. like the mating ritual, mm. and it was doing all its sounds. And it was so incredible. It was doing every bird call from the, like local birds. That's so cool. And then it was doing a few like, yeah, like camera shutter sound and like chainsaw sound mm. and like all of these exact mimics of mm. all of the the sounds of the area. Mm. It was so cool. International listeners, we have a bird in Australia that, yeah, mimics sounds that it hears and not just and like, like okay yeah maybe if you squint like that sounds yeah, like yeah. it but like it genuinely sounds like the thing that it's mimicking yeah it's incredible to a t yeah. yeah um not since dana carvey have we had such a mimic <laughs> not since mike myers have we had such a mimic have you got another one not since wayne brady <laughs> have we had such a mimic okay and yeah just really quickly like geese Incredible bird, very scary, very mm. territorial. Mm. When I was growing up and worked at Paul Louis Chinese restaurant in Rye, I had to like get to work <laughs> through the back alley and King Sushi next door, our rivals, was run by this eccentric Japanese man who had pet geese. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would leave the gates open <laughs> and they would chase me down the back alley. That's incredible. Yeah. And what a smorgasbord was going on down on the peninsula in the, the 2000s. Well, they were the, like, the two. The sushi place and the Chinese place right next door to each other? Yeah. Mm. And that was like, they were the, and then there was just an ocean of fish and chip shops. Oh, wow. And pizza shops. God, fish and chip is like, it's gone out of vogue so hard. Totally. No one is and talking about fish and chips I anymore. I hate, can I, I hate fancy fish and chips. No. Yeah. It needs to be like. Wrapped in shitty paper and like soaking through Like don't give me like it on a plate with like a garnish. Oh no. Oh. Anyway, I um I actually like thoroughly agree. Okay, it's the magpie. The magpie. It's Australian gotta be magpie. the magpie. Australian magpie, none of that faker shit. Let's no. lock her in. Also, one more thing. Just talking about like Australian native like the Australian magpie versus like American or whatever. I'm sure there's many species of possums in the world. For us, like we've got ringtail possums, which are very cute and small, mm. and then brushtail possums, which <laughs> are quite large and aggressive. Um, <laughs> it's just really, I always, it tickles me that in America they have like opossums. Yeah. And they so are scared. so fucked <laughs> up. So demented looking. They are like a brushtail possum mixed with <laughs> a rat. With a rat. And like a witch's nose, <laughs> screaming. Insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is that animal? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I love the good. Like, I'm from America. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, that's all. Magpie, you're in. Magpie, and wait. So the magpie, I think we just have it like fluttering around at the ceiling of the bunker, not oh. penned. No, 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 it's not, not in a cage. You can't put a magpie in a cage. But it will, like, it'll likely die. At no, 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 it won't. Because there'll be that one person who feeds it and they become best friends. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> who would that be that's in the bunker right now? Who would feed the magpie? Well, that's, I'm going to at law feeding because it's a wild animal. Okay, well, we're not talking about laws. We're talking about which <laughs> bird gets in. Yeah, and I'm saying 
if you if you're caught feeding it seed, I'm gonna be like, it needs. It's a wild animal. <laughs> you, know, you can't feed it seed. It needs to. It needs to like find its own way. Wow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. I disagree, <laughs> and I think it would be fun to say which person in the bunker <laughs> is creating a bond with the magpie. Who's taking care of a magpie? In the bunker. I think... Um, well, so, okay. Mm-hmm. The, in that version of events, yeah. maybe it's Billy Lord. Oh, yeah. And when she... She doesn't have any other friends down there. She, <laughs> she holds aloft a, a, a palm full of seed that she's saved... From her very generous seed platter that we offer for dinner every night. <laughs> and um, and then as she's feeding it, you hear Oprah like, don't feed the bird yeah, yeah. through the speaker. Yeah. And then the camera goes, and then she gets tased from above. Oh, And the bird's like, oh. We've got a taser system. Well, Oprah does. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. She, yeah. I she think that, that goes without saying that that was installed with her. Yeah, Great. well, yeah. She, she, BYO. <laughs> B-Y Oprah B-Y Oprah <laughs> Thank you Alrighty, we'll be right back Welcome back everyone I hope you enjoyed your reprieve from us Yeah, a little, little gorgeous break A little sippy Oh, did you have a sip? I didn't. The listener oh. did. If had you... a little sip of a Yakult. <laughs> <laughs> a shot of Yakult. Your lower gut health is essential. Mm. Yeah. Do you think, like, the marketing for yogurt being like, you must eat yogurt for your... Biome. Yeah. What about before yogurt? What do you mean? We seem to do just fine. When have we not been a dairy, dairy bunch of galleys? Like, many, many, many... Many years ago. I'm talking about like European folk. Yeah. From which we are descended. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe 3,000 years ago. When was yogurt invented? Well, I don't know. How long have we been having milk? How long have the companies been lying to us about yogurt being essential? But also your lower gut health, right? Uh, Your biome was always, you know, living with the the microbes. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You didn't need to get them from yogurt. Yeah, but maybe it's because everything's so sanitized these days. Oh, true. And also antibiotics, which mm. destroy your lower gut health because mm. they kill all the good bacteria. It's wild that antibiotics are like so essential, but don't overdo it. Uh, so essential. And, you know, when they stop working, we're fine. Then fucked. what? Then what? Super gonorrhea. You, it's not just a super gonorrhea, but yeah. <laughs> as, as patient zero, I appreciate your advocacy <laughs> for the super gonorrhea awareness. <laughs> But the, the wait, you haven't had super gonorrhea. No, you're patient zero. Oh my god! In the future, <laughs> no, that's a thing. I know. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but there's one day going to be a time because you know, obviously, we have to just keep finding new strains of antibiotic yeah. that will fight, you know, various maladies, various infections, mm. and every year they stop working, and oh. then we have to find new ones. And when they stop working, eventually there's going to be an antibiotic resistant strain. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I just vomited a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> that, that eventually is so antibiotic resistant that we, can't, we don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And then we're fucked. You know what? Well, by that time, the, uh, the atmosphere is already gone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, 
<laughs> this has just reminded me. I've been catching up, dear listener, on what is it? Girls Next Door. Oh, Girls, Girls, Girls Next Level, the Girls podcast Level. with Holly Madison and um, Bridget. Bridget. Pringle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, like, of course, this is your favorite podcast, but if you're unaware, that is your second favorite podcast, mm. dear listener. The Girls of the Playboy Mansion talk about each episode. And I've been listening to it a lot lately. Mm. And the episode I was listening to um, this week, they were talking about an event that they were at in some episode that was raising money for diabetes and holly says without like it is not a bit it's not a joke she's like okay yeah so you know here we are like at this thing and where are we at with diabetes have we found the cure for that yet <laughs> i mean it's good to check it's in so from time funny. To time. <laughs> it's like why haven't we done anything about that yeah what's happening with this well we, we went to the fundraiser <laughs> yeah in 2006 so where are we at with diabetes i mean you do feel like that <laughs> it's sometimes so funny with all these fundraisers you're like and now what like you know what i mean what what yeah what outcomes are we putting next to this money because mm. it's like I, I think about that when it's like uh rare cancers you know and you're like well where's the what are we doing yeah where'd those millions of dollars go it's so hard my my ex works in um god i say that he's gonna listen to this and be like oh are we exes oh um, no. no because like i don't know if we ever really i don't yeah. know anyway hey let's put that out here <laughs> do you think we've had this discussion of like do we call each other exes or not he you and him yeah and what i don't know say? where we landed i think we landed on yes but that was like Anyway, it really Before you became matter. so weird. <laughs> anyway, um, he works in miscellaneous cancer research. Mm. It just sounds so complicated <laughs> to the surprise of no one. But, yeah, the more that he tells me about it, I'm like, wow, it's It's, well, it's so not fucked. one thing. It's a variety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. To the, yeah, anyway. But seriously, guys, sort it out. <laughs> yeah. Where are we at with, I don't know, cancer? Where are we yeah. at with living forever? Yeah. Weren't we doing that? Was that not on the agenda? <laughs> Someone tell me. Okay. Now, sister, I'm going to need you to introduce this next topic because mm-hmm. it's close to your heart and I'd hate to steal your thunder oh! or, or misrepresent it. Yeah. Because here we go. Okay. So the thing that I would like to know of these things, which is getting into the bunker, uh-huh. is... Oh, which people that address like other people to go undercover in a movie is going into the bunker? Because I think about this genre a lot. What's the genre called? It's called people that dress up as other people to go undercover in a movie. <laughs> okay. So yeah. when you have that, you have, of course, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. You have white chicks. Oh. You've got Parent Trap, which mm. obviously we know Lindsay Lohan is already in the bunker yeah. as both... Halle and um, whatever the fuck the other one was called. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. <laughs> um, we've got She's the Man. Mm. You know, there's so many different examples where people go undercover to be someone else to, uh, you know, get a- get away with things. I would even yeah. put in Freaky Friday in that mix with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan <laughs> because even though she's not dressing up as her mother, she is in her body, uh. which is kind of like dressing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which person dressing up as another person to to go somewhere? It's <laughs> getting into the bunker. Okay. Um, A case of mistaken identity. You have 
been talking about talking about this for a while. Mm, I do think about so, it all the time. But in all honesty, dear listener, I didn't think we would ever actually do it. <laughs> so I haven't graced my brain with um, having to fill it with considering this seriously. I love so, people in disguise. <laughs> so why don't you get us going? Well, I mean, obviously I just said white chicks. <laughs> um, white chicks is like maybe the most important film ever made. Like... And I think that that might be something that started out as a joke many <laughs> moons ago. And now I'm like, wait, is that a joke or is that n- not true? Because um, it's a perfect film. Mm. It, it is a perfect uh, discussion of race and gender in America in the early noughties. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I have seen it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. It's so good and there's not a bad bit in it. Wow. It's so amazing. <laughs> if you haven't seen White Chicks or, as they call it in Mexico, Where Are the Blondes? Wait, uh, what? Yeah. What? It's called Where Are the Blondes? <laughs> in the, in, in Mexico? Mexico? Yeah. Wow. One of the great Spanish titles for American films. That's amazing. But the best part about White Chicks, that is, because like, Mrs. Doubtfire, if she showed up at your house, I don't know that I'd like clock straight away that it was Robin Williams under makeup. No. Like, I think Mrs. Doubtfire, like, she's passing. <laughs> she's got passing privilege and it shows. Oh, my God. Um, and even, like, the kind of haunting, like, ventriloquist dummy that is Amanda Bynes and she's the man. Oh, yes. Kind of, once again, maybe it's believable that, like, when viewed through the correct lens, you might mistake that for a young prepubescent man. Uh-huh. However, in White Chicks, which does just a gender flip and a race swap, they look insane. Uh-huh. And the whole film is not just that they're dressing up as a misc other person, yeah. which is the case in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. She doesn't need to look like anyone else. She's just an old woman. Yeah. In White Chicks, they're not just a woman, a white woman. They are two specific people. Uh-huh. Who have they like they're FBI agents who are charged with taking care of these two women mm. to take them to the Hamptons because there's been kidnapping threats against them. They're very wealthy. They're mm. the Hiltons, coded, oh. and they get injured slightly before they can get to the Hamptons, oh. and so they refuse to go to the Hamptons with their nose cut up and they're like you know they just have a little bit of an injury, and so because they're refusing to go, the FBI agents face what is to be another failure, another mark on their record because they keep fucking up. So they're like, if they don't show up at the Hamptons, we're done for. So they get their friends at the agency to do them up in prosthetics to quote-unquote make them look exactly like these two women, Hmm. these two socialites. And they put them in this makeup. Their skin is haunting. Yes. Like spray-painted, like white, with these blue, blue Bianca Del Rio contact lenses and insane wigs and body shaping. It's incredible. So they're giant. They're like over six foot, the Wayans brothers. Mm. And they show up and every single person that has known these two socialite women and interacted with them for years Mm -hmm. He's like, oh my God, here they are. <laughs> and like, they're like, I can't believe we, you've gotten a little taller, haven't yeah. you? And it's incredible. It's so, it's like a David Lynch, like it's surrealist. Mm. Like it's, it's yeah, incre- incredible. 
See, that's the kind of attitude I wish I had when I was playing Super Mario RPG. <laughs> just to let it go. Just to let it go and just have fun. And obviously it's like a riff on Some Like It Hot, which is another great going undercover to dress like Dear listener, I have an announcement to make. Yeah. I've decided on my final <laughs> thought for this topic. Yeah. And I want you to buckle up. <clears throat> because it is, of course, Dolores from Sister Act. There you go, people dressing up as things to go undercover. Whoopi Goldberg dressing up as a nun, back in the habit, you might say, (laughs) um, in Sister Act. Why does she go undercover in the second one? Because Lauren Hill is there (laughs) and they needed another movie. (laughs) What? Wait, because in the first one she witnesses a crime. Yeah. And then the second one. Undercover, yeah. Well, like witness protection kind of vibe yeah. or whatever. The second one, sequel, they wanted to make another movie. That's why. Okay. <laughs> and the third one? Well, is that happening? Apparently. I keep, keep talking about it. I keep reading about like, it's happening, but like, I don't know, show me. I keep I keep reading about this <laughs> in entertainment today. Yeah. Um, I fucking love those movies. I've not seen them. What? No. I've never seen Sister Act. Oh my god, I can't tell if you're joking. No, I've never seen them. What? <laughs> no. Actually? No. What about the soundtrack? No, I know. I will follow him. Follow him wherever he may go. Yeah, and I like Kathy and Jimmy. Yeah. But mostly from Rat Race. What? Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. What, what about the redhead one? Oh my god! Nicole Kidman? <laughs> What about Maggie Smith? What about Maggie Simpson? <laughs> what do you mean? How have you never seen Sister Act? I don't know. Wow. We're Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> Can we watch it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean. Now it's... who's going to start a letterbox about what films <laughs> I haven't seen? That's mm. That really genuinely surprises uh, okay, me. Okay. So just to. Just what about sh- Sister Act 2? <laughs> <laughs> never seen the Sister Act films, never seen E.T., never seen Sound of Music. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we've spoken about this so many times. <laughs> yeah, but I try to block it out of my memory. How much lead paint was in that paint <laughs> you were drinking? How have you not... I mean, um, Scissor Act I've seen. <laughs> the Sound of Music is long and boring, but <laughs> there is a lot of frolicking and incredible songs in that movie. Yeah. Um... What's the other one? I like I like her whole... when she's uh, the the different nanny. What? Mary Poppins. Oh. Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins. So you've seen Mary Poppins, but not Sound of Music. Yeah. Do you like Mary Poppins? That's a good time. Mm. I like how um, the lady suffragettes. We're clearly soldiers in petty coats. Yeah. Don't let's crusade. That was feminism. <laughs> we adore men individually. We agree that as a group, they're rather stupid. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Well, anyway, you'll just have to take my word for it. But Sister Act is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Whoopi, as an undercover nun. I love Whoopi Goldberg. I love, I love, you know, like I, I love uniform as a concept. Mm. Um, and it is sad that uniforms now are so ugly or non-existent. Mm. 
with the one exception for some reason being um, people who work in banks and people who work on aircrafts um, and people who work for the Lord, nuns. Yes. That's a great uniform. I do love And when I was in Mexico, I saw these nuns driving towards us full pelt in a ute. <laughs> Get it, girls. in the front seat. <laughs> Actually? Yeah. Oh, see? That's good. And my friend, when she was in Italy, in Italy went and stayed with some lazy nuns. Which is such a genre. What's what do you mean? They were like, "Well, this is where you're staying," because they had like an inn or something like that. And then they're like, "You can make your own bed and set it all up, and uh, and maybe you can get me something from the store if you go that way." <laughs> like they were just like the shitty, like I mean, like lazy nuns. Wow. Such a genre. Well, they have a lot of work to do. Hmm. For the Lord. For the Lord. Actually, I my I I did bingo two nights ago with Gabriella Labucci, yeah. my favorite nun. Um, as in how many crowns of down under does she have? None. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love you, Gab. Anyway. Wow. So then, um, she was, I, it was the only time I've ever done bingo before. Uh Um, because I'd always said bingo is stupid and a waste of all our time. Yes. Because no one here is showing a skill or tenacity of spirit. You're all just stamping the numbers that is read randomly from this machine. Yeah. However, I was like, for Gabriella Labucci. I will do bingo. That mm. sounds fun. And I went to the Ballarat Leagues in Ballarat. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. The vibe, you know, like an out-of-town audience mm. was incredible. Mm. Because the gays in the city don't appreciate the drag. These gays in the Ballarat Leagues were like, this has been camp and fun and we love you and we adore you. And we don't want to talk about how visible your lace line is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all of this is getting back to nuns in the way of Mm. Before we started, Gabriella Labucci turns to me and she says Honey, one of us reads the balls The number and the balls And puts them into the little ball organizer Yeah, yeah, yeah And the other one on the the roving mic Then recalls the ball, the number And gives the rhyme Yeah, Yeah. the legs 11 Legs 11, Rhonda Birchmore Yeah Yeah Um, and I was like, wait, what? And they're like, you just make up a rhyme. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Oh, no. So then it starts. Oh. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> number 55, arrive alive. Don't <laughs> drive and drink like my cousin who's in prison because he hit someone while he was drinking and driving. Number 55. <laughs> <laughs> then it just kept going, and then it was like number thirty-two. It was out of the blue. The Honda Civic it railed into that woman, but Darren was behind the wheel. And so that was round one, where like the the myth of Darren, my alcoholic uh, uh, cousin, yeah. just kept growing. I think people, also they were all centered around the same. That I just kept plowing this joke wow. into the ground. You. And people didn't, I think, know that I was joking. They would appreciate their legs 11. (laughs) No, exactly. And I was like, and number 49, it was past the time when he should have been home with his kids, but instead he's in prison. Like, (laughs) yeah. Anyway. And then in the second one, it was like. 41, I used to be a nun, but then I witnessed a crime and I had to go back 
to drive. Oh my god! And then I just had an extended mythos about how lazy Susan used to be a nun through oh, bingo calls. Wow! And then had to go undercover like Connie and Carla. What? Connie and Carla, the film about uh, Tony Collette and my big fat Greek wedding, going undercover to be drag queens to get away from the mob. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, and their drag wigs are really good. Mm. Film is pretty good, fine. With Tony? Yeah. Cool. Tony looks great. And Tony is like passing as an AMAB drag queen. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Um, okay, one more. Mm. You know the final scene in the birdcage? <laughs> yeah. Where the like stuffy dad has to get in drag to get out of the club so mm. he's not seen at the gay bar. Yeah. That's good. And that that's a good. person in a costume undercover in the movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And we weren't allowed to – We didn't. yeah, our family was not a birdcage family. You've seen the birdcage. I have seen it, yes. We Our family was. Growing yeah. up, I saw that movie so many times. I think, yeah, my mom was like, I don't like that film. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you like the birdcage? No, I don't really care for it. Wow. Yeah. Nathan Lane. I love Nathan Lane. What a gift. Him and Dix the musical is oh. such a treat. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't. Uh, and Ally McBeal. That's true. Callista. Yeah. I, what a yeah, name. Who else is called that? Callista Flockhart. That's like so a bird. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I just, I think that there's something about that t- 1990s gay that like makes my teeth hurt. You know, like, I just, maybe it's too close. There's something about seeing it on screen. That. It's the polish. It's the happiness. It's the joy. It just doesn't reflect anything that I've experienced as a gay person. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Mm. Okay. Well, I vote Dolores. Uh I don't know who you vote. You vote white chicks. I do vote white chicks. Uh, but so what do you? What's your fantasy here? You want both of them in as the characters from the movie yeah. in like their white chick form? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. White chicks. Well, I, I mean, Whoopi as that nun would bring a lot of joy. True. And we haven't got religion down in the bunker yet. Yeah, damn straight. So maybe that's what we need—a little church. I don't know. Oh, okay, this is going too far. Well, that would be Goldberg dressed as a nun in white chick's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to allow this? <laughs> that's called compromise. <laughs> that, the prosthetics is, to look like Paris Hilton. Quite the compromise. Yeah. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. In prosthetics to look like Paris Hilton. Yeah. Dressed as a nun? Dressed as a nun. Dressed as a nun in the bunker. Yeah. White Nuns (laughs) is the name of the film. I, 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 what a great way to end up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Whoopi would probably do it. Uh, Maybe. She's free. What's she doing? The View? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? I don't know about that. I just, I'm glad Whoopi's getting paid. She is. She's truly one of these people where you're like, I can't believe that we have squandered decades mm. of Whoopi Goldberg as an A-list celebrity. Yeah. Like, it just does not make sense to me because I'm yeah. like, she is so fucking talented, interesting, mm. and mm-hmm. fabulous that it's like, I feel the same way about Rosie O'Donnell. I'm like, I need both of these people to be mm. back in our media diets all the time beyond yeah. just like being on The View or, you know, whatever. Yeah, being in Star Trek. They're so good. They're so talented and we need them. I love that hat she wears in Star Trek. Oh, it's so good. 
<laughs> Lizzie, Susan is giving me a dull nod. And she's um, dressing up as someone else to get undercover. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. Let's lock it in. Lock it in. Whoopi Goldberg, white chicks makeup. <laughs> See you after the break. Goodbye. We're back. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, you're talking to me? Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> so yeah. good. Oh, so good. Okay. We have one more topic for today. But this is exciting, isn't it? It is because after our begging last episode where we... You say begging, I say demanding. <laughs> for people to write in. We did have a few emails come through to the account and mm. thank you so much for that. If you would like to send one through, please do so at justdoeveryonepod at gmail.com. Yes. And we have our final topic for today as requested by you, listener. By you. Which undergarment gets into the bunker? <laughs> Thank you so much for that and, suggestion. Um, I can confirm, sadly, that I did try to purchase the Skims nibble bra on a Black Friday sale this week, and it was already sold out. So that won't be in the bunker. Oh, shit. Wait, it's got nipples on the outside. Have you not seen the nipple bra? No. What? Really? No, oh, no. my God. Skims, maybe like Skimmy. three weeks ago or something. Yeah, Skim K. Yeah. Released a bra that has nipples built in. So when you wear it, you look like you got rock hard nips. <laughs> well, you can do that. I used to sew beads on the outside of my Kmart padded bra. Yeah, I know. And yeah. it does do the job. It does. Yeah. But they're sold out, so you can't have one. Well, you can buy beads any day or yeah, night, you can honey. Have one. And then you could select the um, size of your nips. Mm. Isn't that a treat? That is good. Jumbo wooden beads. I've found in the past when trying to do something to that effect, getting the precise location of both nipples is quite a challenge. But that's it. It's a pick and mix. You know, it's anyone's <laughs> game because, you know, they're meant to be placed, yeah. but they're not meant to be precise. Like a nipple is a, a conversation piece. <laughs> it's not a precise Yeah, the location sign. of my nipples is purely to start a conversation. That's right. Where are they looking? Why are they cross-eyed? Actually, you have three, right? Well, actually, there was a time when the Beastie Girls, yeah, me and Benign Girl, are both in the three nipple club. Yeah. Like Harry Styles before us. Oh. Um, and Zelda Moon was the only outcast. Yeah. Normie, Normie is what we used to say. How's those two nipples today, Normie? Yeah. Yeah. It's, get a two yeah. cubes of ice to make them erect, not three like us. <laughs> normie. You know? Yeah, it still hurts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> suckling pigs. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was us. <laughs> um, yeah, but you have three. Save yeah. some for the rest of us. Well, that's it. Somewhere there's someone walking around with one. Mm. <laughs> and an IOU note from me. Oh, actually, you know, I was going to send you a script. I don't know why I didn't take it, but I saw this guy on Grinder earlier mm. who was like mid to late 40s, normal photo, normal photo, normal photo, then like shirtless photo on his mm. profile. And the the lump, the pimple, the bump on his like stomach up here looked like a nipple. Oh, so it, it was, was quite like, low down. Could that be a nipple? A stray nip. It was like 
I'm going to say like five centimeters from his belly button. Mm. It was really low. It couldn't have been. I think like, you need to with in... these grinder men. Just start asking them. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Is that a nip or are you just <laughs> diseased? Oh What's God. happening? What's happened here? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, where to begin we kind of we we really have the best of both worlds because we've worn a lot of um conventionally you know male underwear yeah and female underwear okay connoisseurs of both and lingerie (laughs) well this is what i was gonna say zelda moon purchased the most disgusting women's lingerie (gasps) to wear under her drag (gasps) And it was like a sexy G-banger, like a sexy lacy G-banger. And I think it was like one of those things where you purchase it and you're like, oh, just see. And then it arrives and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) And it is like the like Craigslist, like cross-dresser looking for fun, like women's underwear. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is, um, it's like there is a type of, of underwear that is not worn by any woman that has ever existed, and it is only worn by men on Craigslist who have uh, women's underwear fetish. Yes, like it's a, it's it's lacy, mm-hmm. it's plastic lace. Yeah, that like would absolutely just give you a yeast infection on site. Yeah, and it is it's NQR. I it's... hooked up with a guy once who was like very. Oh God, such a dark time in my life, but um, go on. Oh. He was just like, I just am like trying to edge into this story by like also maintaining. Oh, you were edging? I was edging deeply. <laughs> no, maintaining a certain level of grace and no. charm. Nah, go for it. But but Does he listen? Maybe he needs it, to hear it. No, I think so. He was, there is like a, a corner of my sexuality yeah. that is like the more, and I'm not saying the word disgusting. Mm-hmm. But the more like schlubby, like this man, <laughs> this man was a, like, he, he was closeted uh-huh. into his 40s uh-huh. and had a kid. Uh-huh. They divorced. He was living back at his parents out near Knox City. Okay. <laughs> Why do we keep talking about Knox City? <laughs> Darling, Go on. it's the central premise of this podcast. <laughs> Knock city stories. Anyway, <laughs> and he was balding in a way that is like the most like just the crown. Yeah. And like super hairy mm-hmm. and just like the most like this man is like his role in life. His sorting hat would say you need to operate a boom gate at a like late night parking garage. That's what I'm saying is like there's no way of gracefully saying that that is like such His genre. I love that genre. It's yes. so like you. You don't say this is in a bad way. No, I'm this like a like... loser man with a bald spot and a yeah. kid that he's not really in contact with, uh-huh. who smokes choice cigarettes. No wonder you were edging. I mean, like that is it in like such a way. Anyway, so he would be like into like a late night hookup. Yeah, and like like sweaty as well. I don't know. Like there's just that is a genre. That is like one. And now, like the the that part of my sexuality is is uh, dormant, is dormant and bricked up. You know, we're like keeping the fairest uh. purse behind that wall <laughs> because 
<laughs> I of course have the most beautiful, gorgeous, stunning yeah, yeah, boyfriend yeah. now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not to say that he is that genre at all. No. Um, but God, I love just like loser dad. Yeah. Such a genre. Yeah. And um, he would be into like a late night hookup once his parents had gone to bed. Oh. Because he was back in the oh. parents' house. Wait, in the same like literal building or in was he in the like, bungalow? Building. Wow. I would drive out maybe one in the morning yeah. to the middle of this suburban yeah. street, yeah. Knoxfield vibes, mm-hmm. and meet him out on the street. Mm. And he would quietly try and walk me past to the screen door at the back, which wow. was closest to the entrance to his room, uh. where inevitably the office, family guy or friends, would be playing on the giant plasma screen TV that was three times the size of what should have been at the foot of his bed (laughs) so that every night was an IMAX experience. (laughs) And, you know, there was like um, display pieces that were like a Jack Daniels bottle that he might have gotten for a gift, um, sat on a shelf. And um, kind of that like... Synthetic fur minky blanket on top of the whole situation. Yeah, my brother used to call those the porn rug. A porn rug, yep. Yeah. And he was like, now that he was like experimenting with his sexuality Mm. after his separation and divorce or just separation, I don't know. I didn't ask questions. No. He was experimenting now with his fat, which was women's underwear. Yeah. And seeing that dick pressed up against the inside of, of a <laughs> shitty synthetic Kmart lace panty. Yeah. Like it was like, help me. <laughs> like it was like. Get me out of here. Like when, you know, you've drunkenly walked into a, a f- like fly, fly, like fly wire <laughs> yeah. mesh door. You're like pressing your face like, against Ooh. it. Yeah, that that's the um the dick. How was the dick? No, it's just it's just bad dick. Oh, okay, bad. Of course, but that's like the fantasy. Yeah, it yeah. all and like it's it was incredible. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, that was a little bit. So was, he was exclusively wearing the panties. Well, that was the thing that came like probably in the last quarter of our various dalliances, and I was yeah. like, this is um this is fine. Yeah, no shame on this game, but. Yeah. Not for moi, but it has forever seared in. Yeah, the 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 black lace panty. Oh, black. yeah. That was my next question. Um, God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. yeah. What a genre. I think like there's something kind of hot about like a dick not fitting in underwear, <laughs> and if it's like, and if it is truly like women's underwear, it is not built for that. So like a hard dick is going to flop out the side. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> well, it really does. But it, you can only suspend <laughs> with that. Asterisks, asterisks, <laughs> asterisks. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say that's not the un- undergarment of my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe like yeah. I think that like I have never seen like women's like negligee deployed correctly in mm. the flesh. What about um, fembot? True, a little bit fembot X Y Z. <laughs> oh, that too. But <laughs> like Austin Powers Fembot is like peak lingerie for me because I love that like 
Like the little bit of like chiffon. Kind of a nighty, like yeah. super short. It's kind of 60s. Like I, I prefer that kind of lingerie to like a Dita Von Teese set. Mm. Um, though still beautiful. But um, my, uh, you know, like we wear a lot of corsets mm. and all oh, that, that kind of thing. Like sore trap. I'm yeah. not putting that in the <laughs> they're, fucking They're not bunker. in the bunker. There's no fucking. I love, I see the necessity of a corset. Of course. But I'm never going to encourage anyone to ever do that to themselves. No, no. Because the issue with a corset is once you've done it and you've seen the silhouette and the transformation. No back. You can't. You can't accept just a regular thing. And there'll be, and we've both done this, there'll be nights where you're like, you know what, this outfit doesn't actually benefit from it. I'm not going to bother. And then, and then you look at a photo and you say, well, I'm never doing that again. Uh-huh. I will wear a corset every time I am in drag. Yes. And you try to remember that until one day. <laughs> one day you think, you know what? No, it's a poofy skirt and it's going to be it's fine. fine. And then, no, it's no, not fine. It's wear a fucking corset. Wear a corset. Yeah. It just, I mean, it does that insane silhouette. Mm. It's just so sassalicious yeah. that you can't get back can't after that. that. Um, okay. I hate uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate stockings and mm. like they're not. That's not what we're talking about here. And um, nylon. <laughs> well, I so I wear in my regular life <laughs> um, like just like briefs exclusively. Which is like a deeply Australian thing as well. Yeah, okay. There's, uh, um, like, yeah, I don't like boy legs, like little trunks. I don't like boy legs. Wait, trunks? Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, like, like boy legs. Like a loose. No. Like the undies that have legs. I like that. I you're don't... talking about like, you're talking about like a Y-front experience. That's what I wear. Wear normally. What I don't like is the one that then has the legs. Oh, I like love the legs. legs. No. That's, that's what you that's what you're wearing today. That's how do you I know that? I know that because I got to your house and you weren't wearing any fucking pants. <laughs> well, I'm at home, Zelda. Oh my god. I don't have to wear pants at well, home. You knew I was coming over and we were going to record. <laughs> well, maybe I was suddenly shooting my shot. <laughs> I just lit a candle and was like, oh wait, you're here. Um Okay. Yeah, I don't like those. No. I think the why I've it's come back. Mm. But I it, it to me it always strikes me as like that's like a little kid's underwear. Oh. To to my like uh, I think they like I associate the like trunks with men. No. Like uh, footy boys. Ugh. No, I just like it's also a comfort thing. I just find them more comfortable. I think that like the why sometimes your legs then rub together. They do. You don't have any protection. They do. Do you know what I do? The other day after a full like <laughs> moment in drag, I was like dying. Yeah. Uh, of like the chafing. Yeah. And so I like put on like a bit of talcum powder <laughs> and I was like, why is every adult human being not talking not it up? Talking up. It's so good. <laughs> oh it's so luxurious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we sending a bowl of talcum powder in as well? Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. if the world could understand my pain. <laughs> I don't know. A jock strap? No. Yeah, you don't like jockstrap. I have recently come around a little bit on jockstraps. Okay. I think the thing that I didn't like about jockstraps, okay, so mm. come with me on a quick journey, but the the jockstrap is ubiquitous in gay male culture. Yeah. It's 
fucking like it's the whole kitten caboodle. It's what everyone's obsessed with, mm-hmm. and to like it is probably the the sexiest quote unquote thing that is in the like undergarment yeah world for gay men yeah. But I would contest that mm-hmm. that is an invention of porn that is informed by an American sensibility. Totally. So I think in yeah. American gym class, you would wear a jockstrap if you were playing baseball and you'd have a cup in there mm. and it would make everything easier to wear. So your you know, young gay men would mm. be in the locker room of either school or university and see a lot of men in jock straps from playing sport. Yeah. And then that ended up in porn because it was a fantasy mm-hmm. of like the straight, unattainable jocks that you were in school with. Yeah. And so then that filters into porn and then the American porn filters into Australia. And then suddenly you've like inception retconned the gay male psyche in Australia to be obsessed with a thing that was never part of your childhood. Yes. So I just think I'm like, what, like what is happening? It's like the, how all the naughty nurse uniforms are based on nurse outfits from the 1950s yeah. instead of like scrubs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, so it's like, there's something that is like a, f- like your sexuality is based on a photocopy of a photocopy of someone else's idea of what's sexy. Yeah. Whereas I love when you see Australian porn, Australian made porn and they're <laughs> in like footy shorts. Which yeah. you could understand is the same jockstrap experience. Well, but I, I would argue that the Australian version is silk or satin boxer shorts. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Because there's no more formative experience of, of gay male sexuality than the silk boxer. Yeah. Family Guy, Futurama. On Maybe it's got shorts. Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Oh my God. Why is Wiley Coyote on every fucking pair of satin boxer shorts at Kmart? Yeah. Maybe it's got a pig going oink oink. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, silk, non-breathing, Mm-mm. disgusting. Get them for Christmas boxer yeah. shorts yeah. that were like yeah, the formative years of your sexuality. Yeah. And they Ooh. always stank. Totally disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hot. Yeah. No one ever wears them. No. Um. If you're a listener. (laughs) But also, here's the other thing. Yeah. Cool gals, when I was growing up in high school, Mm. wearing silk boxes, Mm. so chic and cool. Yeah, that's cool. That was such a vibe. I hated the aesthetic of, like, like, pants falling off with your, like, Silk boxes sliding down your ass. Yeah, like I hate that. Mm. And that was like every boy in my high school. Mm. Um, but obviously, like, hated it, but like, so hot. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's a real love hate relationship. Yeah. It's Bo- like Bogan Core. Yeah. It's like the people who beat me up in high school, that was their underwear of choice. <laughs> um, They're like, how could they have such hard fists and such silky smooth boxes? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. And what about you, Matthew? What do you think? Um I'm happy with anything <laughs> as long as it's supportive. Oh, oh. you like an underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's 
female boxes, whatever, male lingerie, well, stocking. Clothing doesn't mind. have a gender, yeah. Matt. It's not going to just like bounce off <laughs> well, your body if you put it on. You wow. can put it wherever. It's fine. As just long as long as it's got a bit of support. That's all I need. Okay. A bit of love. Yeah. So, so the no, silk boxer. Um, no, definitely not that. No, anything but the silk box boxer. Yeah. Oh, oh, anything but okay. Um, and so, no yeah. jockstrap because that gives you no support around the big. No support around the big. <laughs> um, jockstraps make your butt look nuts, though. <laughs> they do. It's good. Your nuts look. They nuts. can't. They are the um, yeah Cinderella. It's good. Fairy godmother of asses. Like men's thongs, you need a better butt to pull that off. I also, I mean, like I love uh, in a North queer. That is just rocking a thong. It's yeah. such a vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fab. Yeah, that's fun. I didn't understand growing up how annoying underwire bras are. Mm-hmm. And my gal pals would always be like, they, when they decide to turn on you. Yeah. And maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Someday. That little fucking wire is going to come out from beneath. Mm-hmm. And you will spend the entire day with it stabbing your ass yeah. or your, your boob. Mm. And so like that whole day. And then you take it off and you're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, you know, I'll throw it away. I'll go and get a new one. But mm. you're like, when am I doing that? Yeah, no. And so then you inevitably put it back on and then you're like, yeah. wait a second. It's this bitch it's again. It's you. You're yeah. back. Yeah. It's so evil. Yeah. And no other undergarment, even a corset, is that rude. Mm-mm. It's so, so evil. Yeah. Um. Wow. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just think why front briefs are hot and there was that period where like american apparel were doing them in like the kind of like 60s 70s style with Mm. like the colored edge and stuff that is nice but they were such a poor cut Mm. it was always baggy around the butt Mm. um and i never understood why the cut was so bad Mm. like for such a and you know like on project runway and i know you do um There's but, not a single woman in America that would like to have a big fat ass. <laughs> oh, Michael, how wrong you were. <laughs> um, but they would occasionally do like an underwear or like a swimwear challenge. Mm. And I remember the, f- like, you know, this was 15 years ago, or whatever, and watching it being like, oh, well, what could you possibly, you know, design that hasn't already been designed? It's like the least amount of fabric that you could possibly do. But. Um, not so. No. It is like, it is ever evolving and it's very complicated. Um, and you know, when you find what works, that's a life changing moment. Yes. Okay. So I think the secret sauce here outside of silk boxes, yeah. outside of the jock strap, yeah. the like quiet, sexiest undergarment is adult grown bisexual man who wears Rio underwear <gasps> that has like it started to tear away from the elastic band and this yeah holes. and it's the cheapest flimbiest oh. it doesn't even have a waistband it's just elastic it's so hot it's such a vibe it's, it's like wow that man doesn't even care if not. if i live or die yeah um uh, he's just oblivious uh, yeah um, there's it's such a vibe oh it's amazing yeah. If you are a listener who's sporting a Rio underwear, like that comes in a 10 pack for oh, three cents. There's maybe like three black, three white, and then like like a gray and a purple and a green. <laughs> I love that line in when Harry met Sally. He was like, he was always so confused because I had days of the week underwear and he just got obsessed. And he said, why isn't there Sunday? Why isn't there Sunday? And he wouldn't believe what I said. And he said, what did he say? Well, there's no Sunday because... Of God. (laughs) 
What? Nah, anyway. I would say no. Watch that movie. It's, uh, it's so good. Um, I There's something kind of hot about Days of the Week underwear. It's a real like stupid bogan tradey thing to wear. Or an alpha underwear. That would, that's where you can get the days of the week. A what underwear? Alpha from Kmart. Oh, Alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Alpha. Oh, Alpha. No. Ugh. Love Alpha. I can't deal with that. Alpha? Yeah. Like Alpha. You think you're the Alpha male? <laughs> like, oh, you're what? not. <laughs> of all men? Yeah. Like, or what? In your, like, social network, you've established yes. that you're the Alpha? Yeah. Get fucked. What Alpha? Well, they're not going to make an underwear brand called Beta. <laughs> Maybe they should. A beta cock. <laughs> Mama, I got you these for Christmas. Um, I've always thought of you as a beta. My little Richie is such a little beta cock. Here's your underwear six pack. But, oh, alpha. Oh, I just hate that. What's in a name, Zelda Moon? Alpha male? Alpha, alpha male. male. Yeah. Get, f- ew. Alpha. Oh, Alpha. Uh. Uh-uh. Hmm. What yeah, about the- Rio? You're not from Rio. <laughs> well, who do you think is an alpha male? I don't. Well, there's always got to be one. No. Yeah. In any who's given- like the alpha male of planet? Maybe Arnie. Of the planet. Yeah. Who's the alpha male of the planet? Yeah, Arnie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know like- he has a pet donkey. Do you know that? Do you know that he had a secret affair with his housekeeper producing a new child and then he divorced his wife? Do you know he ran as a Republican in the state of California and won? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that he had a pet donkey? His son is now acting and he was in Gen V. Okay, that's enough out of you. (laughs) Um, What about a 90? Ew. Yeah, okay. Well, I think about it is how if you smoked in bed in the 80s or the 60s and you caught on fire, the nightie would like melt and fuse to your skin. Oof. And then they couldn't, they if they had to pull it off to stop it getting infected, it would be like fused to the skin. Mm. I think, I don't know how I want to go. No. What about those long sleeping hats? I was, my, um... My cousin and I know. This. How do you have a story about this? No, 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 no just <laughs> just about this. For sleeping, she was recommending a snuggie. Oh like, no, snuggie makes me want to die. That's the porn or rug Udi. turned into Udi. That's what it was. Oh no, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Growing up, I had like a weird. Not like 90, but it was like a long t-shirt. Yeah. I don't know where we even got it from. And it had Tweety Bird on it. Was, it. No, it was and just it white. Bad attitude. It was, it was white and it had a blue rim on the t-shirt cuff and around the neck. And it was like, from, it must have been from the 70s. Mm. Um, but like, what a strange <laughs> thing to see a child walking around looking <laughs> yeah. like Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, it was very that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed that. Okay, well, let's lock this in nice and quick. Oh. What do you think it's going to be? I would say in the course of this conversation, Silk Boxer. Yeah. The Rio. Yeah. Or, no, I'm not going to say the jockstrap. I think that's staying out. No, like, I, I, I don't mind a jockstrap, but no, it can't be that. Like, Oprah's not wearing a jockstrap. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I could see Mel B in a jockstrap. I mean, I love the the ones you can get from Eagle Leather that are like this, like the the Like vintage one. Yeah. yeah the yeah, one yeah, that looks yeah, like yeah. a wrestler's yeah, jockstrap. Yeah, that's hot. That's so good. And it's they come good. in all the different colors and they're thick, thick strap. Thick, yeah. You know, when um, I was, <laughs> when I was burgled. 
<laughs> Cast your mind By that back, famous guy? Yes, David Melbourne Hero. He stole um, all of my underwear and all oh. of Jeremy's underwear because... It's good that he like, took both because it would have been really sad if he'd been like, <laughs> only one had nice stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, like when you think about it, it kind of makes sense if you were experiencing homelessness. Underwear is probably something that you would be... That's you know, what I learned about Bombas socks. Bombas. Number one most requested thing in homeless shelters is wow. socks and underwear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. But it does wig me out thinking about when he, you know, like got to wherever and was going through his bag of stolen goods and found all of my jock straps that he unknowingly stole. And his ass uh. looked great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I think the the opposite situation of on the Rio front mm-hmm. when I see a man is wearing Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. all I can think about is how much those the underwear cost. Or like, um, yes, or like the Versace, you yeah. know that waistband, or that like off white one. And I uh, and I think about the psychology that got us there, which is that you like. You're going to see this and see how much I've spent mm. on what is ostensibly just a name. Yeah. Like, I don't think that they're particularly better. Mm. And it's just, you thought that this was going to impress whoever got you down to your your scantish. <laughs> um, mm. But like, I don't know, that just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's like a bit American psycho. I'm like... Mm. Oh, good for you. You got the expensive one. Yeah, it's very strange. And it's just for whoever's undressing you. Yeah. So it's like not even just like I bought a Versace whatever coat or whatever. Yeah. For everyone to see and mm. for me to feel, you know, seen in. Yeah. But it's like this is your little At this expensive... last moment before the pumping. Because it's $45 for a pair. Is that how much it oh, is? Oh, my God, at least. There was – I was – when I was on my trip this year, mm-hmm. I ran out of underwear at one point because it was just hard to... It was you know. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I had to go and buy a pair. Mm. And I was in London at the time. London. And, yeah, I was looking and I was like, well, I'm in Selfridges in London. I should, like, maybe I should treat myself to, like, a pair of, you know, bougie underwear. Yeah. Which I quickly was like, why the fuck would I do that? Because I went and looked at the prices of some of those undergarments. Yeah. And it was fucking crazy. Yeah. It is. It's just, I'm like, I can't even, I'm like, why and for mm. whom and and for yeah. why? But I think, like, going into this, I definitely thought it would be satin slash silk boxer shorts that, because of the trauma and yeah. the love-hate relationship. Um, but oof, the like the cheapest, shittiest ones from Kmart that have those like ripping holes and they just keep wearing them. That is so hot. Yeah, I imagine it's like a guy who studied environmental science mm-hmm. and he just doesn't care. He just doesn't he just buys them and goes and then they That'll be it for the next five years, I guess. It. Oh my god. That's that's really that's good. Such a genre. That's very hot. Okay. Done. Rio. Rio. It's got to be. Yeah. Razzmatazz. And it's got like the little logo just at the front. Tiny. Tiny. It's anti-capitalism. <laughs> it is fighting the good fight. It is the underwear of the proletariat. Yeah. We are living in the new world order. <laughs> and the first against the wall, Calvin Klein girlies. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Well, yeah. what an incredible um, week of yeah. editions. Well, so what do we have? We have the magpie. The magpie. We have... Whoopi Goldberg in white chicks makeup. Yep. In a nun's habit. Yep. So we're getting white chicks and sister act. Yep. Into the bunker. Into the bunker. 
And then under the habit, what is she wearing? Rio undies that are old. That are old. <laughs> Holy Rio undies. <gasps> Holy. Holy. Yeah. yeah. And the magpie's black and white, just like the nun outfit. <laughs> it's a very strong and theming like this week. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> so wow oh no a theme is emerging oh my god she's um, gonna be like Whoopi is gonna be so mad about getting up and putting on five hours of prosthetics every day yeah well Rebecca Romaine is there and she's not complaining is she <laughs> um I reckon Whoopi would probably leave it on for maybe three or four days and like it would just be like peeling deteriorating. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what temperature it is in the bunker. Did you ever hear about the show? And I watched this growing up. And this was, yeah, very early cable memories of mine. Cable. Called Black and White. Mm. And they they took a white family and put them in prosthetic makeups to to look like a black family. Oh my god! And they took a black family and put them in prosthetic makeups and made them a white family. Oh and god. it was like completely without irony, without anything. It was like a social experiment done for TV. Mm. And the show was insane. Oh. And the daughter, the white daughter of the white family, who was super earnest, she was like nineteen. Oh. She joined a beat poetry class that was entirely black Mm. and she was like and she did her beat poems in that room and everyone was like starting to embrace her and like her and then she revealed that she was a white girl and everyone was like I don't know that you should be here anymore like it was so the most awkward thing you've ever seen it was incredible oh my god that makes me it is (laughs) Out of control. And the white family were unbearable because they were like these well-meaning, like liberal, progressive family. And they were just like, it was so dark. The things that they thought it was appropriate to say and like do and yeah. And they're like, I'm going to act black now. Yeah. It was a worry. When you started the story, I thought you were going to talk about changing rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, admittedly, when they put sand in that woman's house, that was more disturbing. But uh, black and white, check it out, everyone. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really, you. Uh, as far as a document of the early 2000s that you could never, it will never exist again in any form. Oh, my God. And is likely buried at the bottom of an ocean somewhere. That yeah. haunting. Which is why White Chicks is so incredible as a single <laughs> oh my document. Oh, God. That manages to okay. remain relevant. Thank you so much for listening, day. everyone. To death to everyone this week, and we can't <laughs> wait to have you back again. Asuleng, <laughs> you're to you all. Well, like Kiss your loved ones tonight and say goodbye. <laughs> 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 It'll get a rise out of them. Oh what do you God. want? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Death to Everyone was recorded at Natural Habitat Studios by Matt Shears. Our theme song and music was provided by Edie Centric and Angus Leslie. Thoughts, comments, concerns? Send them in an email to us at deathtoeveronepod at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us in buying a new set of real underwear, <laughs> you can do so by logging on to Patreon, Death to Everyone at... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.